0: In order to support this show and keep providing you tons of free content week after week, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash she and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better so that we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip through. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. But again, that's POD. S U R V E Y dot com slash she. Thanks for your help.
1: And I think just considering where are you in your healing journey, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you would never start with iodine, right? <laughs> I iodine's like the, the fifth like you would because it's also it's it's similar to thyroid hormone it's going to increase your metabolism Mm -hmm. and if say for example you like when you were kind of coming from this place of like a ton of depletion Mm -hmm. you're not really making any stress hormones if you had taken iodine at that point you probably wouldn't have felt great because Mm -hmm. you didn't have the Metabolism to back up taking it Same thing with I never tolerated thyroid medication I couldn't figure out why Mm. It's because my metabolism wasn't ready Mm. (laughs) I didn't have the nutrient stores And the capacity to increase it that way So it was actually more of a stressor
0: You're listening to She With Jordan Lee Dooley A personal development podcast For the everyday woman Come invited, leave ignited Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Amanda, welcome to She... Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am so looking forward to this conversation. I love to nerd out on all things health, and I've learned so much about minerals and all the things, and I've just really been looking forward to having you and getting to share your knowledge with my community. But first, I would love if you can start by sharing a little bit of your own health journey and how you became interested in functional medicine and nutrition.
1: Yeah. So I was going to school to be a dietitian. I kind of always had that interest in like food and movement, exercise. And it wasn't really until I was about like 19 that I I got into CrossFit and like discovered paleo Mm -hmm. and really opened up my world to like, what is like functional medicine and functional nutrition. Mm -hmm. And it had me start looking like, you know, just how I was living, mm-hmm. reevaluating a lot of things in my life. And it made me rethink the pill. And it was one of those things where I was like, I'm taking. Prescription medication, like every day, hmm. what is this really doing to me? And then it coincided with the time we're in school, we we're learning about different medications and hmm. different interactions they can have with other things, but also what nutrients they can deplete. Hmm. And I was learning about the pill, especially the combined version that has like synthetic estrogen and progesterone in it, and how it can deplete a lot of nutrients. And I'm like, man, no one's ever told me that. And hmm. I've been taking this for like seven years. Yeah. And that's when I started to look deeper. And I was like, wow, I had no idea what this was doing to my body. Mm-hmm. So like a genius, I just came off, stopped taking it, didn't prepare myself, didn't mm-hmm. think twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say my my doctor did tell me that I could just stop taking it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's usually what
0: they do tell you, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, and I thought nothing of it. They're mm. like, "You're healthy, you'll be fine." Like, mm. but they're like, "You know, you're gonna get pregnant." And I'm like, "Thanks." Then I stopped taking it, and I didn't get my period back for almost a year. Wow! And my hair was falling out, and my I always had acne, but my mm. acne got way worse. It mm. just really turned my world mm. upside down. Yes. And that's when I was like, "Wow, I don't know what to do yeah. at this moment." And I just started digging into all the information I could because no one could really help me.
0: Mm. Gosh, so. Yeah, I I can relate in many ways. Mine was, I I had a lot of similar like similar symptoms and things like that. But it didn't happen to me like right after I got off birth control and I wasn't on birth control for very long. It was probably like nine months of my life. But still like I started to notice that within a year of getting off of that is when I started having a lot more like adult cystic acne and like randoms. And then it was a couple years later that I uncovered a lot of things that I just thought were like normal. Like I just thought maybe I'm just moody or something. But now like as I've put all the pieces together and started learning, I'm like... I don't know if that caused it or if it was just masking stuff that was already kind of happening, but it's interesting to kind of rewind the clock and look back and be like, hmm, maybe I didn't transition off of that well. Like That could have actually had quite an effect on my body and I didn't even know. So anyways, I just thank you for sharing that and for sharing your story because I think there's a lot of women who feel that way and feel like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know what to do with this and I know you work with a lot of them so I'm excited to get to talk a lot about a lot more about that but I just want to first thank you cuz I know that that's it's not always fun to share like your own personal <laughs> experience and it can be hard but you know I know like when a lot of people think about restoring their health or even even healthy living as a whole they tend to think about whole foods and macronutrients kind of these like buzzwords if you will like proteins fats vitamins but I've found just through some of my own experience, like minerals are sometimes overlooked. Like I just started learning more about the importance of minerals in the last six months. And I've been on this health journey for two plus years. So I'd love if you can share or just tell us a little bit about what minerals are and why mineral balance is so critical to our health and hormones and even how that played a role in your own story and in your own healing journey.
1: Yeah. And I mean, all those things are important for our health, right? Like Mm -hmm. eating enough food, getting enough calories and Mm -hmm. balancing your macros, like for sure. But Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Minerals are so overlooked Mm -hmm. and something, especially when we're thinking of like what's making up our food. No one's really thinking like what minerals are my food. And the issue with that is that I think it's because we don't really recognize like what they're doing. You know, minerals are working in our body constantly and Mm -hmm. we don't even know it. So Mm -hmm. they're really more like spark plugs, meaning they're going to help like kick off little reactions in the body. Mm -hmm. They're just keeping systems going. So if we think of all the different metabolic reactions that are happening in our body whether it's like making hormones or helping our liver detoxify and move things out Mm. or even like making digestive juices like stomach acid and enzymes and stuff Mm. those things all require minerals Mm -hmm. and most people don't realize that and without that when we start to get deficiencies or see imbalances that's when we start to see symptoms because Mm. you know we can't produce minerals and we can't really get rid of excess levels. So we really have to get them from our nutrition.
0: So interesting. I I've never heard that description, how they're like spark plugs, huh? That is so interesting to me. Okay. So then from there, I'd be curious, how do minerals get out of balance? Like what can cause those to be deficient? I mean, I personally got the, what's it called? The hair tissue. What is that? The hair issue. tissue mineral yes. analysis. <laughs> that. And so I through that process, I kind of learned about myself. There were certain minerals that were really low or deficient, things like that. So I'd just be curious, how can that happen? And what symptoms might we experience when that's happening? Like when our, when we have maybe a deficiency of key minerals?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's like a few main areas that I look at for like, what's depleting our minerals. So Mm -hmm. I would say number one, like not getting them from our food. So we Mm -hmm. do tend to have very depleted soil if you're in the US. And a lot of that is because of our farming techniques that we use. Mm So the soil is like dying from constant spraying and tilling. We're not always adding the proper minerals and nutrients back into it. So just not like even when we're eating really well, you might just not be getting as much as you think you are. Mm. But then also, you know, not eating enough of nutrient dense foods. And I think that's really like a mix of animal and plant foods. Mm. And a lot of animal foods can get like a bad rap and people get really concerned. And I'm like, if you don't eat those foods, we're not going to get really important fat-soluble vitamins, but also like really important minerals. And then I would say like the other biggest driver is stress. Mm. And that's where I think minerals are more unique than any other nutrient because stress actually depletes them. So Mm. first it's going to deplete magnesium and then sodium and potassium are going to follow that. And then we have electrolyte imbalances and more confusion Mm. in the body. And it doesn't mean like we're never going to deal with stress we're supposed to have stress, it's normal, mm-hmm. but a lot of us are already in like a deficient state, so then we're further depleting. Mm-hmm. And then the last big area is like medications and supplements. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of prescription medications can deplete different minerals. A lot of them also contain iron, huh. which okay. I'm sure we'll talk about, yeah, but iron in excess can be very inflammatory. And mm-hmm. so that can lead to some issues. Um, vitamins can also be depleted by prescription meds too. Mm. And then certain supplements, you know, we don't realize how synergistic vitamins and minerals are Mm. with each other. And so Mm. when we're taking like high doses of certain vitamins or minerals, they can lead to imbalances in other levels. And a lot of people are just kind of taking supplements based off what they see online or Mm -hmm. if they see like a really good advertisement, someone has good marketing, then they're like, oh, I'm definitely going to take that. And they don't really quite realize what Mm. it's doing to their bodies. Yeah interesting. But if we think about, you know, what symptoms are we going to see? I mean, it could really be anything because especially we'll talk about different minerals, but they all do different things in the body. But mm-hmm. when I think of like, what are some signs that minerals could be out of balance for you? Low energy is a huge one, mm-hmm. right? So if, we're, if we're depleted, then of course, we're not going to have energy. Mm-hmm. Minerals help us make energy in the body. Mm-hmm. Period problems. So like different hormone imbalances. A lot of times it's like, An excess of estrogen, not making enough progesterone that could lead to like painful periods, Mm -hmm. irregular periods, that sort of thing. Um, If you're feeling cold all the time, same thing, that's kind of like that energy output, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, why are you not able to make enough heat? Mm -hmm. Um, And that could definitely be like food related, but it can also be mineral related. And then things like not responding to stress well. So, a lot of people tend to notice that they're like, I just don't handle stress like I used to. Mm. That's like a huge red flag. Do you mean that like
0: like have- like you are more like when you say you don't handle stress like you used to? Like you're not feeling like you're able to manage it as well. Like you're having outbursts. Like is that kind of what you mean by that?
1: Yeah, or like even something like I'll, I'll I think of like conversations I've had with women that have done like my course or my mm-hmm. membership, and they're like. You know, my kid dropped like a cup of water and I like freaked Mm -hmm. out. And normally it would have been something where they're like, I wouldn't even have thought twice about it things like that, or like loud noises are all of a sudden startling you. Mm. Like those are all signs that like things are probably pretty fried and pretty out of balance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely been there. I mean, that was kind of part of at least something that was alarming to me where I thought like, why am I so short? You know, like why is every little thing stressing me out so much? And that's, and then it was interesting because I would say probably within about six months of kind of having that thought and awareness and not really knowing like, what is causing this? My poor husband, he was like, calm down. It's not a big deal. But to me, it was a huge deal. You know, it felt like everything was just like melting around me when one little thing would go wrong. And then I would say within about six months of that is when I found out, you know, I had some severe, like my cortisol was completely in the toilet, like signs of adrenal fatigue. And at first when I saw those results, I was like, oh, good. I'm not stressed. And then the provider I was working with was like, no, you've been stressed for so long. So chronically (laughs) that your adrenals are like, we're done. We're not producing anything else. So it kind of like made sense for me. Like there was actual like pen to paper evidence of like, Oh, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe like my body's actually like trying to keep up and therefore it's creating There's an imbalance, like it's struggling. And, um, I think that's helpful to hear that there can actually be like the effects of stress, not only affect us Physically, which is important to be aware of, but it also can affect us emotionally and and mentally. And we we know this, but then we like I think we just kind of assume like Gosh, what is wrong with me? Get yourself together, you know. And without actually like yeah. peeling back the layers and being like, what could actually be going on metabolically with my minerals, with my vitamins, with my nutrients? Like, what is off, and what can I be? How can I be supporting my body? But anyway, I, I'm thankful that you shared that too because I think we can be really hard on ourselves, and we don't even know why we're reacting the way we are, or what's going on. And just getting curious, and even kind of digging into that before, like before judging it, just being like, okay, I'm aware that this probably isn't good. Where is this coming from, potentially? Like, is it solely because you know I'm angry, or is there really maybe a, a deeper issue going on health wise?
1: I think that way with, like, fatigue, too. That's mm. probably one of the top things I hear as a main complaint from women. And they're, like, so disappointed with themselves. Mm. You know, they're like, I just have fatigue no matter what I do. Mm. And I'm like, what is your body trying to communicate yeah. with you? Like, our symptoms are communication. And I think it's easy to want to, you know, fix them, you know, mm. and see there's like, this big red flag. It's like, mm. it's just your body trying to tell you that she needs help mm. and she needs support. Yeah. And like, especially with fatigue, it's like, okay, well, what is, what does your body not getting that it needs right now? And yeah. I, I think we could look at anything with that, whether mm-hmm. like fertility is a huge one I see with minerals. Um, you see that improve usually pretty quickly thyroid issues. You know, we just mm-hmm. think, okay, I just need more thyroid hormone. It's like, it might not be that it mm-hmm. might be that you're not using that hormone properly. So I think it's just helpful to see like, okay, maybe there's a deeper issue that I could work on through like not only like nutrition and maybe supplementation, but also, you know, how am I living my life?
0: I'd be curious. You just mentioned thyroid and that is something that is interesting to me. And I know a lot of my community have shared bits and pieces of like how a major issue I had multiple pregnancy losses. And one of the main answers we uncovered was that I had some hypothyroid signs of hypothyroidism, especially subclinical. Like it wasn't really so much an issue when I wasn't pregnant, but I would get pregnant and my hair would start falling out and I'd get really cold Mm -hmm. and all these things. My body, like my thyroid could not support both of us is essentially What was happening and what we found. But then it was kind of like, as after those pregnancies, and as I kind of dug into it, we found that I had some thyroid antibodies and that my thyroid hormone was struggling to keep up. And so, one thing I'm curious about is the link between minerals and thyroid health. I know, in my experience, thyroid was a big thing that we uncovered in my journey to figuring out what's going on with pregnancy loss, like what's going on with my health in general, why am I having these you know, different challenges that I was having. And one thing we found was a little bit of hypothyroid. We found some thyroid antibodies. And so that's something we started to try to to tackle. But I've learned over the course of this journey that adrenal function, which was something I mentioned earlier, like having some adrenal fatigue as well as thyroid function can be really linked. And I know minerals really can impact adrenals. And so I'd just be curious, how do minerals impact and or affect both of those things and when it comes to thyroid health as well as adrenal function?
1: So our adrenals are going to be huge for thyroid. We need to have them working properly in order to be using that thyroid hormone properly. And when we think about minerals and depletion, if we don't have enough magnesium, sodium, and potassium, then it's difficult to have that healthy stress because that's really what we're using up Mm. when responding to stress. And so many minerals (laughs) are important for thyroid health. Like if how making thyroid hormone, like we need to have enough iodine Mm. and a lot of women are deficient, especially going into pregnancy and iodine. Mm. So that's a huge one. And then copper. I mean, that's how we make energy in the body and ATP Mm. along with like magnesium and calcium, but copper is huge. So if we don't have enough copper, that's going to impact. Can we make enough energy? Can we convert thyroid hormone? Selenium kind of gets all the credit for that, but copper is big there too, mm-hmm. and then I just think about can you use that thyroid hormone? So you had mentioned that your thyroid blood work was like normal before conceiving, mm-hmm. and I do wonder like what your minerals were like then because well, we not have an- yeah. It
0: was interesting. It was normal quote unquote normal. Like it was in yeah. range, but it was like at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. Gotcha. Like and they only checked T four and TSH, which I've now learned like that's not a full view of your thyroid. You yeah. need to get a full panel. So for anyone who's interested in getting their thyroid checked out, ask for the full thing, not just T four and T S H. But All of that said, yes, I would say outside of pregnancy, it was like within range. Whereas once I was pregnant, like my TSH was like shooting through the roof and my T4 was in the toilet and like it all kind of went way out of balance, even worse than it probably already was.
1: Yeah. And it's because it's like that, like making enough thyroid hormone is one piece of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. right? Which I would say like iodine, copper, selenium. Uh, magnesium, those zinc, iron, those are going to be like your big ones for like, are you making it? Are you converting Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. But then we have to think of like, can you use that thyroid hormone in the body? Meaning, can you get it inside the cell? Mm -hmm. And potassium is really important for that. It helps us take up that thyroid hormone and bring it inside the cell. And what depletes that stress? Mm -hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it, that's why it's like when we look at thyroid health, it, there's so many different angles. That's it's a huge part of my story. I had hypothyroidism when I came off the pill. It was definitely like a combination effect of like hormone stuff. I was probably deficient in many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like just stress definitely mm-hmm. really down regulated everything in my body. Mm-hmm. But even before I conceived, that was like really the biggest thing I was trying to like focus on and get a good handle on because mm-hmm. when. When you get pregnant, I mean, it's working at like 150, 200% capacity. So it's like if you have deficiencies there, if you have these pathways that are not working correctly in your body, Mm -hmm. that stress, while pregnancy is a positive stress, it's Mm -hmm. still a big stress and a big increase on your metabolism. So sometimes we just can't back it up.
0: Mm -hmm so interesting. You mentioned both iron and iodine, and I'd be curious, and this is not like a... I know it can vary person to person, and it's very case-specific, but I've heard a lot of conflicting information about iodine specifically. So for what I mean by that is I've heard some argument that you don't want to supplement anything with iodine that can like th- really be bad for you. And then i've heard like if your iodine's low, that's really hard on your thyroid and everything else. So i'd be curious like what's your thought on iodine? Does it vary case by case? Is it like no, it's not a bad thing to supplement, but you don't want to, you know, i just be curious what your thoughts are because i feel like i've heard a lot of conflicting information about that and not really sure where to lean on that <laughs>
1: if that makes sense because yeah. that's definitely something okay. i've been interested in. <laughs> Oh, this is so funny. So I'm obsessed with iodine. I would say I take iodine on mm-hmm. a regular basis. It's like one of the things that really helped me in like my thyroid journey, mm-hmm. but I also was very deficient. So mm-hmm. I think it depends on the person, of course, mm-hmm. we all need that bioindividuality. But mm-hmm. if we look at the foods we're eating, most of us are not getting enough iodine. Mm-hmm. And then if we look at Okay, how do we use iodine in the body? Mm-hmm. It is a halogen. Mm-hmm. And that means that there's other halogens that have the same chemical structure as iodine that can create an iodine deficiency mm-hmm. or make us appear as like, we have plenty. In reality, it's things like fluoride, bromide, and chloride, mm. those can bind to iodine receptors. So it's it's like iodine is so important, I, but it's also so essential to use it properly. Mm. So I think where most people go wrong is that they don't use the cofactors. Iodine is powerful. So mm. if we are taking it, but we aren't Having things like selenium Mm -hmm. or vitamin C, like whole food vitamin C, not Mm -hmm. like ascorbic acid, Mm -hmm. magnesium, sodium, if we're not getting those minerals in first Mm -hmm. before we add iodine, you're not going to use it properly. And then it can cause more harm than good. So I think that's where iodine gets tricky. Mm -hmm. But if you do use those cofactors first and then you add it in and do it slowly and based on like what your levels are, Mm -hmm. I've seen people have really amazing success for me. I think it's one of the things that helped me conceive in the first place. Mm. And it's, it's so important for our hormones. Like all hormone receptors are dependent on iodine. Mm. So if we don't have enough, uh, we can have hormonal problems too.
0: So interesting. That is so helpful. The cofactors you mentioned, I feel like that is the missing piece that I yeah. have struggled with because in my own life, like I feel like there's, I felt like confused on what the heck do I do about iodine? Cause I've always been told your iodine's kind of low, but then I'm like hearing that you don't want to supplement iodine that can throw everything off, you know? So I've just never touched it. But then everything you're saying about cofactors is like, oh, that's probably the the reason why people are like, be careful with iodine. So that makes it makes so much more sense and is very very helpful for to hear and to kind of have a full picture of because I feel like you either hear it's good or it's bad, and I think that's the case with a lot of things. I mean, I don't know if you've yeah. just noticed that in the wellness space, but it's almost like dairy is good or dairy is bad, and it's like yeah. I think they're need, or iodine is good or iodine is bad or whatever it might be. And it's almost like contextual, like it's kind of, I think we miss a lot of those context pieces because we hear these sound bites or we hear, I know that's on on the beginning, in the beginning of my wellness journey, I went to such a like elimination, which I thought was supposed to just be like forever, like elimination, eliminate mm-hmm. all these things and live that way when in reality, I think it was meant to be like a reset and to kind of like find what was triggering certain symptoms for me, but not like a lifestyle. (laughs) And But I think we can hear these things or we see like, oh, dairy is inflammatory. So don't eat that. Or iodine can be damaging. Don't eat. And it's like, wait, like get a full picture of where you're actually at and then understand how to properly use these things or consume these things. And they can actually be very healing and beneficial.
1: And I think just considering where are you in your healing journey, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you would never start with iodine, right? <laughs> I, I'd iodine's like the, the fifth step, like you mm-hmm. would, cause it's also, it's, it's similar to thyroid hormone. It's going to increase your metabolism. Mm-hmm. And if say, for example, you, like when you were kind of coming from this place of like a ton of depletion, mm-hmm. you're not really making any stress hormones. If you had taken iodine at that point, you probably wouldn't have felt great because mm-hmm. you didn't have the metabolism took back up taking it yeah same thing with I never tolerated thyroid medication I couldn't figure out why Mm. it's because my metabolism wasn't ready Mm. (laughs) I didn't have the nutrient stores and the capacity to increase it that way so it was actually more of a stressor and that's what can make the whole thyroid health thing and like medication so feel so complicated for people but I'm like it's thyroid hormone it's Mm going to increase your metabolism iodine can do the same thing And if you don't have great digestion, because maybe you're at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of supporting your body, Mm -hmm. then maybe dairy isn't the -hmm. best fit for you right away. So it's kind of like you have to keep everything in contact.
0: Have you been wanting to make some lifestyle changes to cultivate a healthier home and live a more natural, clean lifestyle, but felt like you don't even know where to start with all this stuff? Trust me, I have been there. But the good news is you don't have to move to a farm or start making products from scratch to live a more natural and sustainable lifestyle. You can truly start right where you are. Look, I know what it's like to be at the very beginning of this journey, ready to make some changes to support your health and support your family naturally, but feeling so overwhelmed by all the things. I remember when I first started, I was so confused by all the information that I would see on Instagram and online. And I was unsure how to find truly clean brands, had absolutely no clue how to source food besides at my local grocery store or with Amazon Prime. And at the time I felt like I couldn't even keep a simple house plant alive. Like how the heck was I going to live a more natural, sustainable lifestyle? But here's the thing. With some good old fashioned research and a lot of trial and error, I began to figure it out step by step. And over the last couple of years, my husband and I have been able to cultivate a healthier home and a more sustainable life right where we are without moving to a farm, even though that would be a dream someday. And I created a guide to take the guesswork out of it for you so that you can just start making one small change at a time in a way that works for you. This guide is called the lifestyle overhaul guide. It is a quick start guide to cultivating a more natural and sustainable way of life. There's four core parts Part one will help you create a budget so that you can really feel confident going into making these changes because it's a bit of an investment, but you could do it at a pace and in a way that works for you and your budget. Part two is all about reducing your stress and cultivating a schedule that really prioritizes the things you want to prioritize and gives you back some control of your time. Part three is all about cleaner products, cultivating a healthier home, finding reliable brands, and really deciding what you're going to prioritize and what you're going to swap first. And you're going to get a comprehensive list of all sorts of options that are truly reliable from more budget-friendly ones to ones that are a little bit more of an investment. So you'll have options to choose from. And then part four, it's all about stocking your pantry and your fridge, really preparedness, learning how to source food beyond just being reliant on the grocery store. And while there's nothing wrong with going to the grocery store, I still do finding alternative ways to source food and source food locally and, and not only get that, you know, more local, organic, healthier options, but also be prepared because big food systems can be, our food supply systems can be easily disrupted. And so this is all about sustainability and natural living. And it's going to give you a roadmap with the first steps to take and to do it in a way that is going to work for you. So if you want this to be the year that you start to feel like you are able to invest in healthy lifestyle changes without stressing about the money side of it, to take back your time by creating rhythms and routines that really support a more sustainable way of life, to confidently swap your products for truly safe and clean alternatives, to have a roadmap to guide which products to change out first, second, third, et cetera and to become a little less reliant on big food systems and conveniences that we have and shorten your supply chain to more local options. So you are prepared for the worst case scenario and making some healthier local cho- choices for your family. This guide is going to show you exactly how to do that. So if you want to grab it, you can pre-order it at jordanleeduley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul. That is going to be available for pre-order until the end of July, and it will officially be available on August 1st. So Go grab your copy and let's get back into the episode. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
0: Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she thrivemarket.com slash she. I know that was kind of random, but it was just a thought where I was like, Let's dig into that because I think there is yeah. some conflicting information out there. Okay. Another question I wanted to ask you kind of getting back on track here is that there are minerals that we can be depleted in and there are minerals that can have a toxic effect, which I think really kind of piggybacks a little bit off of what you're talking about. Can you dig into that a little bit more and kind of explain what that can mean?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily look at a ton of minerals as having a toxic effect. Anything, mm. if we're taking anything in excess... Right. Of course. That can lead to more imbalances. Like even magnesium, Mm -hmm. which I'm not saying magnesium is toxic, but I cannot tell you how many people are take so much magnesium and then they can't figure out why their sodium and potassium levels are still so low. Hmm. And it's like because if we're taking excessive amounts of magnesium, that's gonna make it a lot harder to increase that sodium potassium right. they're all synergistic so same thing with anything else like we when we have it in excess just remember like we have a, our bodies have a hard time getting rid of it mm-hmm. so keeping that in mind but when I think of you know what hormone or what minerals do I really want to make sure that are not out of balance for people I, I do think of iron as number one mm-hmm. and that mainly because our only way of getting rid of it is really through bleeding mm-hmm. and I have a ton of women I've worked with and that are in my course and everything that don't have regular cycles. Mm-hmm. So then they get this buildup of iron and maybe they have PCOS or mm-hmm. maybe have the thyroid issue that is delaying, like having that regular ovulation, mm-hmm. then they're already building up a lot of iron stores. A lot of people are supplementing with it, you know, mm-hmm. it might be in their multivitamin or their prenatal, mm-hmm. or maybe they're told they're anemic mm-hmm. and iron in excess, it, it, it creates more inflammation. It can create more gut issues, mm-hmm. Gets stored in the liver raises estrogen levels and just creates a lot of imbalance.
0: How do you know if you have iron in excess? Is that something you can get tested? What's the best way to get like a hard and clear answer about that? If someone's like, I wonder if
1: I have that? Well, number one, I would think about like before you even consider testing, like think about your period. Like have you had a regular period since you started menstruating? And if the answer, like say you took... The birth control pill, and you didn't bleed for ten years, or mm-hmm. you had an IUD that led to Like maybe you were only spotting every couple months. Mm-hmm. Like then that's like. A, or if you're menopausal, mm-hmm. then like yes, if you have not been bleeding regularly, you probably have some iron buildup mm-hmm. because women absorb a lot more iron than men mm-hmm. because of the fact that we bleed. Mm-hmm. But if we're not bleeding, we're, we're, we don't just change that absorption, right. right? Right. Um. If you've been pregnant back to back to back. Maybe you've had like a bunch of kids in a row, haven't had a period in a while, or at least a regular one, then that's like another big one where we are absorbing a lot more Hmm. iron and you're not getting rid of it. So, like, that would be like, if that's your case, then I would say you don't need a test (laughs) because you already know. Hmm. Or if you've been supplementing with it, then that's like, I mean, you don't, again, you don't need a test. You probably, it's, and honestly, What you're going to do, if it's not going to change what you do, like if you're brand new to all this stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't recommend starting with testing. Mm -hmm. I recommend starting with like making some simple changes Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we're doing testing, but it's not necessarily going to change what we do because we're like, you know, just starting from step one. Sure. But if we want to see, okay, how do I get a really good look Mm -hmm. at my iron levels? I I like a combination of hair testing and blood work. Mm. There are obviously they measure iron on the hair test, but there's other markers on there that can give you an idea Mm -hmm. of if your iron's out of balance. Like if zinc is high, if boron's really high, Mm -hmm. if chromium's high, those are all signs Mm -hmm. that you probably have some iron out of balance. Mm -hmm. But with blood work, there's uh, others like a blood panel called the Full Monty, and you can order it from Request to Test. If you don't know what it is, you could just go to the request to test list for the full D. It's a ton of labs, but Mm -hmm. it's really looking at, you know, what you typically get from your doctor for an iron panel. So, like, what is your serum iron? What's your ferritin? What's your iron Mm -hmm. saturation? All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then it also looks at, like, things like copper. And vitamin A and zinc mm-hmm. and magnesium, and when we look at iron, we can't ignore copper and vitamin A mm-hmm. because that's what helps us use iron. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times we think of nutrients, whether it's a vitamin or a mineral, mm-hmm. and we want it, we're like, okay, we don't have enough, let's just take more. Mm-hmm. But iron doesn't work that way. Like, every single one of us has an iron recycling system, mm-hmm. and that means that we're making iron every day, and so. Yeah. That's why it's so important for us as women to bleed and get rid of that iron because we're getting it from our food, we're making it in our bodies, Mm -hmm. and that's what can lead to like an excess of it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, getting enough copper and vitamin A is huge. Iron's a big, we could do like a whole podcast episode just on iron, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those that I'm like, I feel like this is so undervalued and like underlooked at for women that have hormone issues Mm -hmm. or health issues in general. Interesting.
0: I was going to say, I was talking with somebody who's also kind of in this space and she was mentioning how linked like iron can be like like over excess of iron and endometriosis can be. Is that correct? I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but I I do think I've heard about that link too.
1: Yeah. And one thing with women with endo is that they have a tendency to be low in vitamin A Mm -hmm. and like retinol because they don't convert beta carotene to retinol well. So if vitamin A goes down, then of course you're not going to use iron as well. And it's going to accumulate because we need that vitamin A Mm -hmm. for the iron recycling system. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Okay. Maybe we'll have to record a whole other episode on just iron. Let's do that because that sounds so interesting. Um, and I know there's so many women who listen to this podcast who have something like PCOS or endometriosis or, you know, things like that and are just like, what do I do with this? So anyways, um, would love to dig into a lot more of that, but you touched a little bit on testing and kind of your comment on not necessarily jumping to testing to begin with, but that can be a helpful tool. Would you say that a hair test is most accurate to find where your minerals are, or because I, i've I've been asked personally like, how do I get my minerals checked? And again, I think you're right about saying like that may not necessarily be where you start, but to get a picture of it if someone is curious or would really like to know so they can make really educated steps and decisions. What kind of testing do you think is most
1: appropriate? I think a hair test is the best test, especially like when you're getting started, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's just so when we're looking at minerals specifically, like we want to look at that unique stress response, right? Mm -hmm. That's really what our what's happening with our minerals. We're using them up and they're telling Mm -hmm. us on a hair test specifically, it's going to tell you, how are you responding to stress Mm -hmm. in the last three months? Interesting. So it, it, that's like one of the things I love about it. And I argue with other dietitians about this because they're like, but the hair test is old. I'm like, no, it's not. It's the last three months of time. Mm-hmm. And if you look at blood work, it's mm-hmm. one moment in time, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I'm like, for me, it's more important for me to see what's been going on with this person for the last few months than like right. one moment like in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And with minerals, we want to see how we're using them. And mm-hmm. they're primarily inside the cell, which is what hair testing looks at. Blood work mm-hmm. is looking at, extracellular fluid. Oh. So it's, and when we think of like that blood work, it's not that it's not helpful. Like it definitely is. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like one tiny piece of the puzzle with minerals. I don't think it gives you much tangible information. Mm-hmm. Like our blood will, will adjust, right? Mm-hmm. It's homeostatic. So that means it's going to, Pull minerals from other tissue reserves and cells mm-hmm. in order to keep it in an optimal level. Yeah. Once your blood work is out of balance, that means that things have been out of balance for a really long time. Mm.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's really interesting. I remember I had my hair analysis done and just for anyone who's like, I want to do that. Just a heads up. They freaking cut your hair. It's not a lie. It's like in the back, but I remember this woman like walked into the room with scissors and I was like, what's happening? And because I thought she was just going to pull like a single hair, like DNA yeah. she's like, Oh, we have to cut this little chunk out of the back. Don't worry. No one will see it. And then I was like, okay. Then literally like a month or two later, I had to go to a hair appointment. I completely forgot she did that. And my hairstylist was like, Um, why do you have like a chunk of hair cut out of the back? back? I was like, oh, it was for a test.
1: It's no biggie. For people listening, it's a heaping teaspoon of hair, yeah. So no heart attacks, but it can be very traumatic. I did mine when I was having a lot of hair loss uh, for the first time, and it's like pretty traumatic. Yeah. So I understand. It's like but you surprising. can take it from anywhere.
0: Yeah, you know, and like- they took it like directly from the back, so that my hair laid
1: over it. Even when I put it up, yeah. like it
0: didn't. It, you couldn't really tell. It just like if you if I ran my finger over it, I remember it was like this little like spiky spot for a little while, and I was like, "What is happening?" It was so weird, but. <laughs> It was very helpful for getting some information that was eye-opening though. So it can be worth it, but just a heads up, it's a little bit yeah. dramatic. <laughs> I'm like, I would rather do a blood test over that. Like poke me all day long. No more cutting So hair. many people say that. Yeah, that's so funny.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so funny. Okay. Well, I would love if you can also share kind of going back to some of my original questions, I kind of want to circle back around and kind of bring it to some next steps. So first I would love if you can give us a rundown of some of the most important minerals, because you've been mentioning things like sodium, magnesium, potassium, but can you just share like, why are these important? What do they do for our body specifically? Like why is magnesium valuable? Or like, can we talk through a couple of these examples, maybe two or three of them just to understand their importance and why it's helpful to make sure that these are really solid.
1: Yes. So let's do copper first because okay, that's the yes. one that I think is huge. I mean, copper helps us make ATP. Mm-hmm. So that is our body's main energy source. <laughs> so if we do not have enough copper, then we're going to make less energy, which means everything slows down. <laughs> so all functions meaning like our metabolism slows down in the body and then that's going to impact everything, it's going to trickle down. It also is important for like regulating our iron, Mm -hmm. right? I mentioned that before. It's important for blood sugar. Mm -hmm. It's also really important for gut health. It's like antimicrobial, antifungal. And most minerals have like a million different functions, but I would Mm -hmm. say like those are some of the biggest highlights Mm -hmm. for copper. Mm -hmm. And then potassium is probably my second favorite Mm -hmm. mineral. Everyone likes magnesium. It is very cool, but potassium to me... Because I work with women that have like hormone issues, thyroid issues. I'm just like, we all could. And you can focus on it first, Mm -hmm. which is so nice. Mm -hmm. So potassium is important for our thyroid. Like I mentioned, using thyroid hormone. It's also really important for insulin sensitivity. Mm. We have research that shows us that it actually can have an insulin-like effect on our cells, which means that it can help us use glucose or carbohydrates Mm. better. It's very important for blood pressure. That's probably one of the things it's most known for. Mm-hmm. So potassium is really important and it gets depleted. There's no upper limits. You can take in as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those that I think most of us are not getting enough. Mm-hmm. And then I would say sodium. Mm-hmm. And that one is huge. I mean, if we think about stress, of course, right, our mm-hmm. adrenals use sodium. Mm-hmm. We need to have it in balance with potassium mm-hmm. to have a healthy stress response. It's also really important for thyroid because it helps to transport iodine and mm-hmm. that helps us make thyroid hormone. Mm-hmm. It's another one that's important for insulin sensitivity and to make stomach acid and of course mm-hmm. blood pressure, but yeah. outside of like what we typically know things for, it's like huge for stomach acid, huge for thyroid, insulin sensitivity, Mm -hmm. and really important to have a healthy stress response. Hmm.
0: So interesting. I was actually going to ask about when you said like you can take as much as you want in terms of potassium, do you recommend, like, is the better way to get those sources through food sources primarily, or is it better to get those through supplementation or does it vary per mineral? I'd be curious what your approach to making sure that you're getting enough of all of those things are, especially with things like copper and potassium and everything like that.
1: I love for people to get them mostly through food because okay. like when we're getting it from food, that means it's already going to be in balance with other minerals mm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And we tend to absorb minerals from food much better mm-hmm. than like an isolated supplement form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like potassium, it's like, I, you know, potatoes, carrots and like citrus, squash, beets, coconut water, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff those are all gonna be great ways to get it. It's just so like I have some people that might use like an inhaler Mm -hmm. and like that depletes a ton of potassium. And so for those people, they might have to supplement on top of what they're getting from their diet. Mm -hmm. But like I just think of like I have a lot of pregnant clients, their asthma will flare up during pregnancy and then Mm -hmm. they have to like supplement with more. But for the most part, we can especially if we're being mindful of it, we can get from food. Magnesium, I would say, is probably the hardest one yeah. to okay. get enough from food.
0: Interesting. Okay. Let's do a quick, I want to ask about how we can start balancing minerals and better supporting them, and then we'll kind of wrap up. But before we do yeah. that, can we do a quick list of what are all the minerals <laughs> that we need to be thinking about? Like, we've, we've talked about magnesium, we've talked about sodium, potassium, copper. Am I missing any? What are the others on the list?
1: I mean, I would say like iodine is mm-hmm. huge, selenium, mm-hmm. calcium, Zinc, mm-hmm. boron, boron is kind of a random one, but say, it is very important. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say Borat and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. Boron's like very important. It's like very random, but it's, it's really important for like brain function. Mm. It helps us with regulating vitamin D, which everyone's like obsessed with. It's important for our hormones, mm. our like collagen, uh, people with arthritis, that sort of thing. But yeah, and you can get it from like beans, mostly dried fruit, stuff like that. Interesting.
0: Okay. Super helpful. Okay. So that's the list of like the primary ones, it sounds like. Going forward, I want to talk about some application. Like we've gotten a really helpful, I would say, baseline of information and better understanding what minerals are, what they do, why they're important. But how can we, what would you say are some steps that we can take to start better supporting minerals in our body and balancing minerals in our body? I would just be curious what maybe first steps you would give to someone who's like I haven't even had any testing yet done or any of that but I just want to try to better support this now that I understand the importance of it.
1: Yes, yeah, so I would say the first thing like in this it's not necessarily adding minerals in but looking at like I think of like stress but we're not going to get rid of all of our stress but I mm. when I think of what does everyone's body do all day long that can be stressful and it's balancing our blood sugar. Mm. And that pretty much that's like the most stressful thing your body is putting energy towards all day. We don't, I feel like it's very easy to take that for granted Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's just automatically doing it. Mm -hmm. But you know, as soon as that blood sugar drops, you're releasing that stress hormone cortisol, which Mm -hmm. is going to start using up magnesium, sodium, and potassium. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you get that whole stress response to release glucose and your levels stay consistent until you eat again. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. of course we're always going to have we're not always going to be able to eat regularly all the time, mm-hmm. but even just looking like, are you eating breakfast? Are you mm-hmm. eating regularly throughout the day? Mm-hmm. That's a great way to first at least stop depleting mm-hmm. minerals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good place to start. That's kind of looking at the stress piece, and then adrenal cocktails are definitely like my favorite thing for people I to was add ask in. And- about that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so adrenal cocktails are. It's like this, Morley Robbins came up with the name. Some, I forget the naturopath that originally invented it, but Mm. Morley really like popularized these. Mm. And it's just a combination of sodium, potassium, and whole food vitamin C. So Mm. remember that sodium and potassium, that's really, I would say that's the biggest, most common deficiency I see in people Mm -hmm. um, and just having that poor stress response. Mm -hmm. So if we can add in this like little cocktail drink, at least like once a day. I would say start with once a day, mm-hmm. see how you feel. But it's it gives you a nice little combination of those nutrients, mm-hmm. and a really easy one to that I like to have people start with is using like four ounces of coconut water, so like half a cup of coconut water. Mm-hmm a quarter teaspoon of sea salt Mm -hmm. and then the juice of like half a lemon or lime. Hmm. Right. It's, it's definitely lighter. Some people go straight for like orange juice. I don't see everyone do amazing with blood sugar with that at first, especially Mm -hmm. if their body's like super stressed and Mm -hmm. they're very deficient. So this is like a very light version of the recipe, but it gives you a nice little mix of sodium, magnesium, and whole food, vitamin C. Mm-hmm. And it helps you avoid that burnout. And you're going to slowly start replenishing those minerals. Mm-hmm. And you'd be so surprised like how many people like just do that. And they eat consistently and they're like, wow, I have so much more energy. Mm-hmm. My skin's getting better. Mm-hmm. My periods are less painful. Um, it's a very simple thing that can pay off big mm-hmm. time. I
0: uh, love that. Okay. So Thank you for sharing that because that's really helpful because I think that adrenal cocktail has kind of become a bit of a buzzword on the internet. If you're in the wellness yeah. space at all or you're exploring it, you're kind of like, what are these things everyone's drinking? So just understanding like how to get started with that is really helpful and kind of what it can do. But I love that you also started with not even the adding, but like lifestyle choices and things that you're doing in terms of yeah. just food and blood sugar balance and all of that. There was definitely a season in my life where I was like, Working through lunch and not eating three meals a day or consistently at all because I was just like all over the place. And it was interesting how just simply making that shift of like getting consistent sleep and being on a consistent eating schedule and making sure I was giving my body what it needed, like that alone can make a huge difference. And I think we forget, like, man, I, you know, balanced meals, consistently eating, like that is such a simple thing. It seems so obvious, but like, Man, we get so distracted and so busy and we can forget to do that. And we work right through lunch or we forget and we or we eat a grapefruit for lunch and it's like that is not a meal. That is not a meal. Yeah. I'm so sorry it's not. And so anyways, or drink coffee for breakfast and that's it, you know. So all of that said, I'm really thankful for those very helpful and practical doable steps. It's not anything crazy and it can make a huge difference. Okay. Last question is where can our listeners learn more from you? If they want to take your course to learn more about minerals and really kind of take charge in this area of their life. If they want to learn more about balancing their hormones and all the things that you do, where can they find you and where can they learn more?
1: Yes, yeah. So you can definitely check out my website, hormonehealingrd.com. And the course is right on that front page. And I share a ton on Instagram. I'm at hormonehealingrd. I also have a podcast mm-hmm. and it's called Are You Menstrual? that has just that's like been my favorite cuz it's like you can only fit so much in an instagram caption mm-hmm. it kills me so <laughs> it really it if you listen to the podcast start from episode 1 cuz it's it like it, they all build on each other especially for season 1 mm-hmm. and if all this is kind of like blowing your mind right now that's where i would start cuz it's basically like a course but broken up into easy, digestible podcast episodes. Yeah,
0: I love that. That's great. You guys, her stuff on the internet is so fun. I, I mean, like, so easy to digest when I, when I say fun. I mean, like, it's making something that can feel like really big concepts understandable and- it's exciting because it feels like, oh, I can understand this. I can implement this. I've really loved following her. So if you have not, make sure that you go do that. Grab her course. Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all that you have learned and your knowledge. And I feel so, I mean, even me who's learned more about minerals than I would say the average person like who's never heard about this before, this was even super informative for me and added so much to my arsenal of feeling like I have a better understanding. So I know this is going to bless so many people. Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Jordan.
0: I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.